0: Welcome once more to Danny Hulhan's Irish Experience. In this special show, I will visit the ruins of a long-forgotten castle of Norkerry, Lech Castle, or in his Irish name, Coshthorn Lake Bavin. Mighty waves of the wild Atlantic way crashed upon its roof. The sounds of thunder could be heard at night within its garrison walls. The dampest castle she was in Ireland, battered by the never-ending waves. Truly, this is where land and sea collides. Lech Castle, on the Wild Atlantic Way. Lech Castle, or Lech Baven, forms the western part of Faha, in the old civil parish of Kilconley. The name of the castle, lick or Lech, is taken from our old Irish language. Lech meaning flagstone. The castle is sited on an outcrop of rock within an old promontory fort of the clan Conor or Bavon, takes its name from an Irish female beauty of high standing. According to Celtic lore, Bavon sought refuge from Finn Macool, who protected her from a horrible giant who pursued her. In our Irish history, it has been stated that Bavon was the daughter of the High King Brian Brew. The promissory where the castle stands faces County Clare. In 1014, the O'Connor chieftain and his warriors joined High King Brian Boru on the fields of Clontarf, Fighting the Vikings, thus the connections with Kerry and Clare. Leck has also been attributed with another name, Flagstone of the Fair Haired Woman. Whether this is relating to Baven from the Celtic mythology or King Brian Baru, we will never know. Another name has been suggested, but does not fit the picture, called the Flagstone under the wave. Baven also has been attributed to an underworld goddess. The castle was one of the first Peel Towers to be built in the area at the end of the 1300s by a branch of the clan Richard of Lake Baven, who took the long and noble lineage from Richard, the second son of Morris, the fifth Baron of Kerry. During the course of this research, I have consulted the annals of Ireland by the four masters. In its compiled history, Lack or Lake was mentioned and its turbulent history of the castle was related. This is just an excerpt from the annals of Ireland by the four masters. Quote It is written in the year 1568 that James the son of Morris Fitzgerald marched with a number of others against Thomas Lord Kerry on behalf of the Geraldines. James and his company besieged Morris at Lixá Castle. The besiegers were unprepared and were crushed, leaving among them slain John, son of Garrett, and the heir of Lechbevian. MacMorris retreated with his people to the woods and it was not long until Captain Zeus entered the area in pursuit of MacMorris. Zeus traversed the woods for him but to no avail. Zeus now reinstated the master of that castle. The castle was now back in the hands of its lawful owners. Unquote. In the following centuries the clan Richard of Lack Bavin were to lose their lands and then in the 1600s it was granted to Trinity College. The tower was according to historians, 70 foot high and 26 to 30 feet in length on the inside. The massive tower rose on the edge of a flag cliff to the eastern side. The castle was four stories high and vaulted, built of hammered thick flagstones quarried within the promontory which existed prior to the castle being constructed. Window recesses were three foot thick. The west wall was four foot thick. The east wall was eight foot thick and the south wall was six foot thick. Again it should be noted these measurements are only a guide as over the years due to erosion the exact size and scale of the castle has now been lost. All that remains today is a section of the south facing wall. Its window arch fell a few years ago during a storm. Foundations of other buildings exist buried deep within the uneven ground. "'probably seaward defences. "'The headland, or remains of the Promontory Fort, "'extends to the west several hundred feet. "'Access to the castle was by means of a drawbridge. "'Leck Castle had its own mooring for boats. "'I remember my visit to Leck Castle in the 1990s "'with local historian, the late Matty Leahy of Bramore. "'The day was excellent.' With blue skies, the estuary was calm. In the distance, the sound of the lapping wave broke the still air. As we commenced our journey in the direction of the ancient ruin, Matty pointed out to me the site of an old thatched house that was built during the 1800s. This was the house of O'Malley and the birthplace of Mary O'Malley Young, who was the founder of St. John's Church Valley In another podcast, I will cover the history of Mary O'Malley Young. Moving closer to the castle, I was shown a large ditch. On the top of the ditch, there were ridges. When I asked Matty about these unusual ridges, he replied in a soft voice, built, Danny, by your ancestors during the Irish famine. A sad reminder of our past. No hands will ever tend those ridges again, I thought. Inspired by the landscape and learned company, deeper into the heartland of Faha we ventured. Skirting the coastline of Faha, again Matty pointed out the site of the Dronogen, a shipwreck of the 1800s, in an area called Bun Truha, under the waterfall. At this stage of our journey, the weather had changed to overcast. The wind was picking up all around us. Finally, in the distance, the top of a cutstone tower came into view. This impressed me on the remains of an old coastal promontory fort, Lack Castle in the final stages of decay. The old weather beaten cutstones were large, pitted by the actions of the sea, remained in position on the edge of a sheer cliff from the day they were laid around the 1300s. As I approached the area where the castle drawbridge was possibly sighted, "'Matty told me to keep quiet and listen. "'A massive bang like an explosion "'hit the southern side of the castle ruin. "'A wave rose up over its old cut-stone structure "'and left us covered with sea-spray. "'Time was not on our side "'as the tide was on the turn "'and access to the castle would prove difficult "'if not entered quickly. "'I looked down into the deep chasm "'which separated the castle from the mainland. "'Still to this day, strewn with debris from its roof which fell from the castle at some period of time remained in a watery grave. Matty had brought an extendable ladder which he lowered into the chasm. We both climbed cautiously down the ladder to the base of the pit. While there, Matty pointed out the fact that at one period of time a basement was located in that area but due to erosion it was totally choked up. Finally on the castle grounds Its sheer size could be viewed. The massive courses of stone that were laid still held its old ruins together. The ground was very uneven and one could make out the various levels of the castle floors, which rose from its base. There was stone masonry underfoot covered with moss and overgrown with grass. I made my way to the famous south-facing window, which looks in the direction of Bramore Clips. The views were extensive. One could imagine the garrison on duty in those early days protecting the castle from the O'Connor clan. A number of the seaboard wall defences, which had openings, gave great vantage to the north side of the castle, were still in position. Eroded by the elements of time, but still defying the waves. At the end of the promontory, a colony of carmen's called out on the wild Atlantic Way. Their song echoing a past of North Kerry's history. As we sat within the ruins of Old Lake Castle, Matty related to me that many years ago three golden pigs were found within the castle and were brought to Dublin. Another story was that local boys found what looked like unusual-shaped coinage of the time. Unfortunately, they put them back, never to be seen again. Leaving the famous room behind us, Matty and I debated how anyone in their right mind would stay in such a desolate place, with the thunder waves of the mighty Wild Atlantic Way crashing over its roof at night. Damp walls, indeed a place not to be garrisoned. Sadly, my cousin, the late Matty Leahy of Bramore, passed away shortly after our journey to Leck Castle. With his passing, many stories were lost. I am honoured that he took time out of his life to take me on a journey of history to the ruin of Coshnan Lech Baven. This episode is dedicated to his memory. Castles like Lech should be preserved, a part of our built heritage. Our connections with our old clan system, the O'Connors, prior to the arrival of the Geraldines, is interwoven into our past and our castle history. Whether it be a mound foundation like Lech, With only a few walls left, standing against the elements of time, must be recorded, preserved and noted and spoken of. Respect to our ancestors' memory. A wide chasm remains today, where once a drawbridge was raised and lowered, when sword clashed with sword in the medieval history of the area. Windswept Leck stands out today along the North Kerry coastline, in full view of the wild Atlantic Way. Long forgotten nights, the customs now gone to dust, and their swords are rust. Their souls are with the saints we trust. Please remember, along the rugged coastline of Narkerry, many of these sites are on private property. Permission must be sought from the landowner before entering. These areas are natural habitats for birds, flora and fauna. Please leave no trace and take away nothing but memories and pictures. The sun sets on the Shannon Estuary. The shadow of Coshlan Lake Baven is cast on the Estuary. The underworld goddess Baven of the Fair haired walks the ramparts and ruins of the castle at night. Through his people, his heritage and his rugged coastline, this is truly Danny Houlihan's Irish experience.